Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Breath Hub. Take a deep breath. Deep conversations are starting. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deep Conversations by Breath Hub. I have Neil over here, and I'm gonna hand the microphone over to you, Neil, and let you just speak a little bit about yourself, about your history, what you've been doing, your passion. Uh, and everything about you. Wow, that's a, that's a big one to start with, but I'll see what I can do. Thank you for having me on this uh, deep conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, I started out, I suppose, the sort of, I suppose, the relevant part of my, my story. Um, in my late teens, I became interested in in meditation and yoga and started kind of researching that for myself. Um but I was also on a quite an academic track. Um, not that those two things are mutually exclusive, but I, I had sort of various pressures um, to follow the sort of idea of, you know, what one does with, with a life. And um, I, I studied law, so I ended up studying law at Bristol. Um, spent three years doing that and then qualified as a barrister. And by the time I was 22, I was a qualified barrister, but also a practicing Reiki master. Um, so I had these kind of two lines, I suppose, of, of interest kind of concurrently mm -hmm. running along against each other. Um, and that was fine for a little while, but after eight years in practice, um, and I was practicing as a, um, in civil litigation as a trial barrister. Um, I, I had a spiritual insight basically that, um, I was really on the wrong path and that I needed to have a bit of a reappraisal of everything. Um, and that led to me stepping away from my career um, and in 2012 forming The Conscious Professional. Um, so by then it was sort of uh, both of those streams, which is kind of my, uh, I suppose, interest and passion for human potential um, but also, you know, really interested in, in excellence and performance um, and had learned a lot about that through, you know, professional life as, as a lawyer. Um, but I was able to then sort of weave them together and start bringing some of the, the ideas and principles of, of mindfulness and conscious living to the workplace through my company. So... Um, yeah, it sort of unfolded from there quite serendipitously. Um, that that change that sort of came through in my life, maybe a little bit before um, the world was interested in these things. In 2012, not very many people were interested in, in mindfulness in the UK. Um, but very gradually over the last decade, the interest has grown and grown and grown. Um, and so my work has um, had the opportunity um, of also growing and kind of blooming and flourishing with, with that. 
um, and supporting clients in in lots of different ways. So you know, I work with big corporations delivering group group trainings and away days and conference keynotes and things like that. But I also really enjoy working one to one, and my one to one work kind of encapsulates everything from mindfulness to Reiki to coaching. Um, so yeah, so that's a sort of yeah, potted history as about you are. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a while, right? Yeah, it took us a yeah. while to understand the importance of mindfulness and meditation. And yeah, it's great that it's getting popular each day. And also, yeah, like I started breathwork and meditation around 25 years ago. And I was the probably the first person uh, ever in my community talking about breath work and meditation and mindfulness. So I can relate with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially yeah. because you uh, you are in and out of a lot of corporate settings as well. I would like to ask you what has been the most amazing experience you had uh, during your you know talks maybe seminars, your workshops? Um, so I think some of the things that, you know, I'll always remember is um, some of those initial trainings when I was offering ideas that maybe people had dismissed um, and, and seeing a room of people kind of get it. <laughs> And, and see that there was this kind of blind spot in the way that they'd been engaging with the world and collectively then start to orient towards learning the, the skill and orienting towards that as, a, mm -hmm. um, as change. I think that, that was really exciting to start seeing. Um, and this is probably 2014, 2015, 2016, that sort of time when people were starting to be curious about it, but didn't really understand it fully yet. Um, and then, you know, other things which have been very personally touching is, you know, the occasional email I, I receive where um, people say that, you know, the training just really kind of touched them at the right moment um and and gave them that impetus to make a change or uh sit down with their boss or a professional or to take charge of their health in a new way or whatever and um i've had a few you know very moving emails over the years where um i've been you know fortunate enough to have been able to deliver something that that's touched someone in that way so um you know that's uh just a few highlights, I suppose. Yeah, beautiful. And and where are you with breathwork? Because we are a breathwork uh, app, and we usually have a lot of breathwork teachers and people who practice breathwork. Do you regularly practice breathing exercises or, or breathwork, or are you more on the meditation side just watching the breathing like many people ask me the question like what's the difference between you know the breathing we do during meditation or before meditation practices or mindfulness practices and uh, the, you know breath work 
classes or uh, when we do a breathwork exercise and I tell them like during meditation and mindfulness or before you just watch the breathing you observe the breathing and you use it as an anchor but during breathwork you literally work with your breath uh, you use different techniques you change your breathing you manipulate your breathing usually before mindfulness and meditation we don't we observe the breathing and uh, but on top of that, do you um, regularly you know, do breathing exercises? Are you interested in doing? Do you use them? Or are you uh, just more, uh, you know, an observer? And do you use it passively? What, where are you with your breathing journey? Yeah, so um, I, I would say more on the mindfulness side. Um, I've had a few experiences with breath work itself and and been to some classes which um i've really enjoyed and um so i see that as a kind of a whole sort of unexplored discipline really um because um it's not it's not been part of my training so far um obviously in mindfulness we talk a lot about the breath um you know and it it, it is the the doorway into our practice um, but as you say you know apart from an exploration of its kind of voluntary and voluntary aspect um, and the way in which we can use breath to kind of tend with awareness to different aspects of our experience um, yeah it's something that uh, it is something that I, I know um, quite you know, a small amount about really, and um, would would love to know more. Yeah, great, beautiful. Yeah, it is all about mainly breath work. I think is all about changing your chemistry and changing your physiology, and that way experiencing different levels of your consciousness and different levels of uh, your awareness. And uh, yeah, it's a very different, very interesting exercise because I'm also a classic Vedic meditation teacher. I can observe or see where breath work is at or where it stands for, you know, why people enjoy using breath work and also why people enjoy using uh, mindfulness method and meditation. And I believe each one of us, like we have our own unique ways of um, connecting with ourselves and resting inside you know um, and yeah we find our own ways our own unique ways yeah be beautiful yeah. yeah so what's your what's your vision with your life with your work how do you see your future with it and uh, how would you like to grow it your teaching because i yeah. believe each and every teacher has a, their own unique teaching yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. I, um, you know, there's there's various branches of my work um, and different parts of my work have kind of burst forward at different times um, and have evolved in, in sort of their own rhythm and pace. Um, so, you know, there's aspects of my corporate work that feels really grounded and feels um, like something that I, you know, I'm still excited to explore and um, the application of, of, you know, it's not just about teaching mindfulness anymore. It's about the, the application of mindfulness to professional skills. 
Um, so, you know, we talk a, a lot about mindfulness and, and communication, mindfulness and even things like negotiation and presentation skills and um, dealing with challenge, dealing with change, conflict, all these types of things. So um, there's plenty there that I think will, will keep me really excited uh, for a very long time. Um, and there's also these other aspects coming through. So at the moment, I'm, I'm working on um, an app and the intention of the app is, is very specifically to um, reach a much wider audience. Um, and it includes aspects of, um, so it, it's got coaching in there, it's got mindfulness in there, it's got sound healing in there. Um, and the intention of the app is that it provides these little um, experiences to help users problem solve. Um, so it has a very specific aim that we then apply these little modalities to. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm kind of exploring that in a creative um, sense at the moment. I've been working on it for a little while now. Uh, I hope it will come to fruition um, this year. Um, but that's that's in the works. So. Um, you know, watch this space for, for more things yeah, to come. Yeah, beautiful. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are um, you working yeah, on it really alone exciting. by yourself as a teacher or do you have other teachers on board as well? So this is a solo project, um, albeit there are, you know, collaborators. I've got a business partner who's working with me on it. Um, and helping me more from the kind of business and investment and all those kind of aspects, as well as he was very fundamental in the creative uh, process um, of, of birthing it as a project. Um, and then there's other creators that I'll be working with. Um, I, I'm working with a musician um, who'll be underscoring some of the sound healing practices. Um, and... Um, yeah, there is a you know the the vision isn't fully there yet, so there are aspects in which um, I hope there'll be collaborative aspects with other teachers as you know we get the sort of solid base of it created, um, and then there's going to be more of a community around it to to bring in uh, new new aspects of um, inspiration. Um, that are more topical um, and kind of feed, feed people's desire to um, tune in vibrationally to what's happening, you know, on a planetary level, on an individual level, on a community yeah. level, but also to kind of feel like um, there's this aspect of which they're, they're connected um, to their spirituality in a very practical, proactive way. Beautiful. I love it. Great idea. Yeah. So with that vision as well, uh, what would you like to see in the world happen before you die? Like, what would you like to really see? What would you like humans to understand and get uh, before you die? So, um, I think probably the kind of secret mission of my life is to stand for the idea that spirituality um, doesn't need a story, doesn't need any rules, um, and mm. it doesn't need a story to connect with it. So um, I stand for a secular form of spirituality, which where you know really all we need is a body and the breath 
um, and some curiosity and a little bit of courage um, to to really have a, a deep and profound connection to um, ourselves, our community, and to all that is, and and then to have an unfolding experience of truth. So, um, yeah, that's that's really my my hope is to provide ideas, learning experiences, um, you know, products, whether they be apps or courses or, or whatever, books, um, that, that help people kind of come to those realizations for themselves. I, I always think that, you know, we, we really have to access this wisdom um, for ourselves in our own way at the right time. Um, and so, yeah, if I can share my practice um, in relevant ways with people that allow them to have their own experiences uh, from practical to spiritual, you know, what, however they engage with it, that allows them to access more of their own wisdom consciousness, um, then I think I'll be pretty, pretty delighted. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I think it's it has been a very amazing and inspiring conversation for anybody listening to us. And my last question will be, uh, so if you could right now in the world change one thing, what would you like to change? And why do you think um, that? That's the second question, actually. <laughs> why do you think uh, we need spiritual... Uh, practices in the world right now? Yes, yeah, so two quite different questions, I suppose. But um, the the <laughs> first one, I think if I could change anything, um, it would be for collectively for humanity to hold more truth, to hold and see more truth. Um, and I suppose that, you know, that might sound a bit a bit nebulous or wishy-washy, but what I mean by that is um, I think there's such a lot of distortion and disruption in the field of, of information um, in our world that it, it's such a confusing place for us to collectively grapple with the challenges of the day, which are pretty enormous um, at this point in human history. Um, and this kind of idea of fighting one another around what is information and what are facts and what's true um, it is such an important part of it. Um, you know, if we if we can't agree on what's happening, we can't really um, galvanize action to uh, begin to to solve it and, and take actions that start doing that. Um, and then the aspect, I suppose, of why why is spiritual practice relevant to this? Um, I think one of the outcomes of spiritual practice is the human field begins to have the capacity to stand in its own integrity and to recognize integrity. And the link between integrity and truth is that truth has has integrity. It has a wholeness to it um, and so as we you know come through our own barriers and um, limitations and frailties and vulnerabilities and all the, all the rest that we, we come in um, with and into if we can do some of the work to kind of put ourselves back together again find center find ground 
find the breath, find the body, find the mind in a way that's um, clear and, and less cluttered. Um, we can also start to somatically and mentally and in all other ways um, notice the truth that is out there, um, express more of our own truth. Um, and I think this is this is galvanizing. These this, these are the types of things that allow for um, changes to to be made. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my wish for right now. Yeah, great. Thank you. And truth, of course, for anybody who is asking themselves why truth, uh, I would like to just say I can ask ask you that question as well but I would like to say because it sets us free because it's the the way to you know holistic living and just um, all kinds of health and all kinds of well-being depends on it right like being true to yourself when we say it I think for people who haven't done any work with themselves and meditation mindfulness breath work you know whatever path they chose i think it's kind of like you know okay truth what do you mean <laughs> uh, yeah i think it, it's like it starts with that so thank you for that uh, it's like health yeah. our health well-being our mental presence and you know how silent and peaceful we are depends on how truthful we are, we are to ourselves and the world so you know in, in, it's not just saying like a cliche integrity matters but like really deeply understanding why it matters I think is uh, very important at this this period of time yeah. 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 Thank you very much for reminding yeah. me and inspiring me and also our listeners. Thank anything you, you want to add? Deep questions. Uh, anything I want to add? Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose the the last thing is maybe that truth is a practice, right? It's another practice. Um, and it's another way in which we can, you know, and I always find the best place to start with practice is on yourself. Um, so to try and track in the body in the breath and in the mind, um, you know, where am I in my truth? Where am I kidding myself? Uh, where am I holding something back that's true? Um, and, and where can I express more truth into um, you know, my, my relationships, my communication, um, you know, my relationship with self today. Um, and maybe just to, to start there, take a truthful breath. Um, it's an interesting experiment. Um, and just see, see what comes. It's a, it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to explore. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening and being with us and I'll see you in the next episode.